Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the show. Today, we have Natalie Dormieu with us. Natalie is the co-founder of New Software Marketing. She helps entrepreneurs turn what they know and love into recurring income. What that means is that she helps her clients build membership sites that create unique experiences by helping them find their ideal members and set up they set up the best retention strategies that will make their members feel so at home that they never want to leave. Oh, sounds amazing. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me, Katie. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, for the benefit of our listeners, could you please tell us a bit more about what you do? Sure. So, like you mentioned in the in the introduction, basically what we do is we we help uh, entrepreneurs and small business owners who have um, a system, a process with who have managed to get uh, their clients' results. So you can be a coach, or you can be teaching something like knitting or painting. But basically, mm-hmm. we are helping um, business owners. We have who have something that is working that is getting people uh, results and we're helping them turn that into something that is much more scalable. So that really translates into creating online programs that are more or less intimate, but where Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have this um, one-on-one, you know, um, type of relationship that really prevents you from having a bigger impact. So we help with the strategy, like how do I unpack what I have in my head and turn that Mm -hmm. into a program that is not overwhelming, that is engaging, that is still getting people results, right? Mm -hmm. And then for people that want to continue to work with us, we also build the actual platform with all the retention strategies and the great unique experience and onboarding that we have designed together. So those are really the two aspects that we help people with. First, the strategy, because until you know exactly what you want to create, there is no point even talking about the tech. And then we can help people with the tech if that's the thing that they don't have a team for or they just want to delegate that part. And then when we come in is we know exactly, you know, what's been designed so we can go straight into implementation and get this done uh, rather quickly. Um, there's so much I want to say about that because I, there's, as, as a course creator myself, as a coach, I understand the, 
how difficult it can be to take your ideas and create something tangible from them and then to implement it. So could we maybe talk a bit about strategy, um, what that experience is like when you work with somebody who has an idea and they maybe think they know how they're going to do it, but what do you typically find and what is that like when you first talk with somebody about strategy? So when we first talk about strategy, um, one of the first thing that we look at is how is this new offer that they want to create, how does it integrate with the existing business ecosystem? Because mm -hmm. it's really not about creating a new offer, you know, like completely independent of what you're doing. I mean, it could be that. You could be a business coach and like, hey, I want to create a membership and I want to start teaching painting. You can do that, but it's almost like a whole new business. However, the people that come to us, they, like I said, they have something that's working. And the first thing that we're doing to, into the strategy is how can we create a synergy between the offers that you already have and that new membership or online program that you're creating? So the idea is where in your ideal client funnel, where is that program fitting? So imagine maybe you have a small course and then maybe you have a coaching program and maybe you have a high ticket one-on-one, -on -one, right? And mm -hmm. maybe you're really good at getting people to the coaching program. Like, you know, you have a lead gen, it's converting, it's there, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you want to add a membership. Where are you going to add a membership? Is that going to be a front-end membership for people that you manage to attract to the coaching but are not quite ready mm -hmm. and should we create something here that's very one-to-many doesn't involve much of your time and um, basically create a program that gets them ready to the next thing mm -hmm. or are you okay with the amount of people that you're getting from your group coaching but you know you're leaving money on the table because after the coaching they have nothing and they continue to need help. So they go find somebody else. So you're not only leaving money on the table, but you feel like you're not helping your client to as much as you could. So how mm -hmm. about a back-end membership off of your coaching program for all your past clients? So you get to continue to nurture them. And guess what? They are your best people for your VIP days, for your retreats and things like that. So that's mm -hmm. how I get my clients to think in terms of, where does it fit? It's not about adding yet another offer, another marketing strategy, another content mm -hmm. creation, like more work for you is how do I amplify what I want to do? How do I strategically place this offer within my business to create yeah. more of what I want? More one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, more recurring, you know, with more group coaching programs, you know, whatever that is. So I give them clarity on that, on the possibilities. And that yeah. usually that is a wow. I never thought about it that way. Because oh. they're kind of like went pretty deep already on their idea and what they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes we'll go with that. You know, I, I mean, I, you know, I've worked with certain people where I wouldn't <laughs> dare telling, anything, telling them anything about strategy, right? We know what we're talking yeah. about. Uh, but some other, you know, really welcome that feedback. And sometimes they didn't even know that I could provide that. So it's something for me, you know, to really work on. But that's the strategy piece and getting them like super convinced that and excited that, wow, this is this is 
not only going to add a new revenue stream to my business, but it's going to amplify what I really don't want, you know, whether this is, they feel like it's their mission or their, their purpose, mm-hmm. right? So um, that's the biggest thing. And then from there, we go down into, you know, what that program looks like, looks like basically, and we. Yeah, the implementation then, exactly. the yeah. actually making it happen. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wonderful. So when you have those conversations with potential clients or clients, what is a false belief that you feel like you come up against maybe again and again for them that you'd like to dispel? Um, I think the probably the, the, the biggest one that I see is that people feel that if they want to add a new revenue stream like this, Mm-hmm. that they have to start to by getting a brand new audience, like do something that they've never done before. It's much harder when you, you know, add a new program to go after like a new market, right? Versus looking at what we already have. Mm-hmm. And, and they might feel but you know, they've worked with me one-on-one. They will never go for like a group thing or even a mushroom. And that's really until you've asked them, you don't know, right? So okay. that's a belief that I have had. Like, it's like, in order to add a new program, I have to start from scratch, you know, like everything from the lead generation and everything. And it doesn't have to be. I mean, you can if you want, but there is an easier way from people that already trust us, trust you, have already gotten some results, right? Mm-hmm. And like you, and hopefully you like them too, and you can continue to support them. Right. So how did you end up creating this business, this, how, how you serve your clients? Is this, did you stumble upon it? Did you? No, it's all about opportunities, right? (laughs) So it's really, so uh, my husband and I run a family business. We've been Mm -hmm. in business for 16 years. So, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've lived in the U.S., lived the American dream, moved back to France in 2005, sold everything, and then started this business. So we started as software engineers because that's our background. We were in Mm -hmm. software development in the corporate world. And um, we started to build websites because we wanted to get into the online space because we didn't want to work for the French market. We wanted to continue to serve our US audience that we knew, you know, that, that market that we knew better. And, um, and the, from website, we found that lots of people were doing it. So how do we differentiate ourselves from others, right? Mm-hmm. And I ran into an opportunity from uh, a coach that I had, a business coach that I had at the time who created a tool and offered me to be um, one of the partners, right, for that tool. So I started to look into the tool and that was a tool to create online courses. Mm -hmm. So I got into that and I was like, oh my gosh, there, there is actually a business, you know, for that to help people um, create those spaces. So we are not into the website that a lot of people do nothing with. Here we're actually talking mm-hmm. about making money, educating people, right? So mm-hmm. uh, that's really how I got into it is with this opportunity. And then very quickly we said, we don't do any more websites. 
You know, even, you know, we were working with, um, I would say, big influencers at the time. We were building their sales funnels and, and things like that and their opt-ins and their free video series. And we're like, well, we're going to stop all of that. And we're going to focus on online learning. Yeah. And that's really how it's um, it really started. Um, and then it really evolved into membership and the recurring um, model. And I really had to dig deep into why I am doing this. And I know we might talk more about this afterwards yeah. about the blogs and things like that. But it really comes back to this idea that I was not born an entrepreneur and I'm not a risk taker. So to me, the okay. idea of helping women achieve some type of financial stability with recurring income, money coming in every month is very yeah. appealing. So I want to show women that they can have their own business and yeah. it can be relatively stable with this model because literally all of us have a membership idea inside of us. We've all had, have some type of expertise that we can market, whether it's been from our corporate, whether this is from our hobbies or from something that we've learned in life, right? We can be moms, husbands, sisters, you know, taking mm -hmm. care for, for older people. And we learn things through these experiences and we can share that experiences with other that are experiencing the things that, you know, we were able to go through, right? So that's basically where this um, membership recurring incomes comes from, is for me that need for financial stability, right? So that's why I love that model. And I love to support people who, wants, who want to do the same. Could you talk more about that then? What does, how does this create that stability um, in a different way than just general course creation does? Well, the idea here is that you want to find a recurring problem and provide a recurring solution to it. So mm -hmm. the idea is that people would sign up to become a member and then they would feel like they're joining a family. Now that yeah. membership can be any combination of content, there is support, accountability. It can be a community where members can speak and support each other. You're creating that safe space. Mm -hmm. And what happens if you get the right people and you're really clear on the transformation that you're trying to get to people, they will stay mm -hmm. months after months after months. So you sell once, but if you sell to the right person, they will pay you every month to stay a member. And that's how you create that, that stability. I mean, we have clients that have thousands of members. They make 20, 30, 50K a month every single month. So people will leave after eight months, a year. It really depends on, on what your membership does, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's also a pool of people that you can, you are really right in front of. So any other offer that you might have, a big signature program, a high ticket, you know, coaching program, a VIP day, you know, retreat, you know, events, they are the people that see everything else that you're doing. So there are opportunities for upsells everywhere. So that's really how it works compared to a course where, well, I tell people, if you have a course, if you want to make, a bigger impact, you want more successful people for your online course, okay? So you want mm -hmm. more results, 
then you need a back-end membership. Because when people buy your course, we know that only about 3% of people are going to finish the course. But if when you sell the course, you tell them, hey, at the end of the course, I have an opportunity for you to continue and support each other. And I will show up maybe once a month or twice a month with a Q&A call. But you guys can continue to support each other. So they know that they don't have just the six weeks, eight weeks of the course to get it mm -hmm. done. Yeah. They know that after that, they have a an opportunity for continued support. And that yeah. creates your recurring income. And that makes more of these people complete the course, get the result, be happy, give you testimonials, which gives you mm -hmm. more people for your course, right? So that's basically the, the, the reasoning all behind that. Oh. Beautiful. I see how it all connects and such see a beautiful how it all way. connects. Yes. So you mentioned that you were drawn to that because of that stability, since you had said that you didn't feel like you're an entrepreneur. Can you tell me more about that? Sure. So so I told you, right, we we I told you before like we moved back to France. So in 2005, right, with, with our three kids, we were born um, in the US. And uh, we were supposed to be able to, to keep our jobs for like two years and that didn't work out. So I know my husband has always wanted to be his own boss and have his own company. So we were like, okay, it's an opportunity. We sold everything. We bought a really nice home in the South of France, which where we still are today. And we're like, well, let's, let's do it. You know, we are in the right place. It's an opportunity. Let's do it. Now, the problem mm -hmm. is that he is the entrepreneur. He has the ideas, right? And for me, yeah. I I want the stability. You, I want the I want the paycheck. You know, I want I want that stability, and that that was really really scary to me. So so what happened is that I kind of let him drive this, and mm -hmm. because there was money in the bank, I was not let's say fully invested in taking all these risks, right? So uh, what happened is that he fired me not once, but twice. Okay. Uh -huh. And, and I really, I, I, I kept at it and I, I, I worked a lot on my self-worth and all my mindset. I've, you know, I've, I've gone, done the, the, co the courses and then the coaching and yeah. all that stuff to get to a point where I really understood and it clicked that I don't have the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial vibe, like I'm not a risk taker, but I'm very aware of my triggers, my blocks, mm -hmm. and I can work with them. Until I want to say about three years ago, I was convinced that I was not good enough to be an entrepreneur oh, because wow. I didn't have that drive that he has. I just wanted to be safe, right? Yeah whatever that is. So I said, I became an entrepreneur for love because I did it because he wanted to, to create his business. And that's true, but it's been a struggle until I found this coach who taught me, Natalie, you're perfect just the way you are. You just have to know the places where you need support because this is not when you are in that area, you're not performing you know like at your best so surround yourself with people to support you in those areas and then mm -hmm. focus your time on the things that you're really really good at and then when I did that 
things, you know, started to, you know, go up, you know, really, really fast. Mm-hmm. We, since I found that out, we probably doubled our revenues. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, that is the power of, of having the right mindset and getting Absolutely. yourself to a place. I want to say that it's everything because it's different for people, but it will only get you so far until you learn to learn how you're wired and what your mindset. And that's something that I don't think can be done alone. I'm having a hard time to see that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's because we work as mirrors. We, it's Mm -hmm. so easy to be able to, um, recognize in somebody else that what they can't see because we're so in, it's the water we're swimming in essentially. Yeah. I mean, I say like we are blind to our own ideas, but we are also our worst accountability partner. (laughs) We are okay to disappoint ourselves every day and find excuses because I needed to do that. You know, like we tell ourselves stories, um, Mm -hmm. And that's really when I, 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 the amazing part is I didn't go into that program for that. But mm-hmm. when, when she started with that part, I, I was like, so kind of like, there was kind of like an assessment. Yeah. My score at the end was like two out of 10. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I was almost ashamed mm-hmm. to share it. I was like, well, I'm not in my place. And we were in Paris, actually. We were at a live event, right? Like a, a mastermind reel. And I was like, oh my gosh, two out of 10, what am I doing here? You know, I'm, I'm not an entrepreneur. This is not going to work for me. Mm-hmm. So and then when she asked me, I don't know, I raised my hand. I can't re- really remember. And I told her. And, and she said, okay, well, that's okay. That's totally okay. Because now you know. And that's, that's more powerful that somebody that's an eight but doesn't know what what their blocks are because now you know so you know what to look out for and things that you have to push yourself to do it anyway right and things that you need to delegate or get support on and that empowered me so much Mm -hmm. to know that because now I don't see it as a weakness I see it as a fact. And that fact that I am like this is that I have lots of empathy. I am harmony. You know, I want people to get along. So in communities, I fit very well. And I have to actually be careful not to like overgive and like give too much of my time. I know I have to be conscious of that because I tend to do that. Uh, But I use what I, the way I am as a superpower not as a weakness for what I don't have. And that changed everything for me. But you really have to know yourself. You have to to do the exercise and work with someone that can help you see that. Oh, exactly. Well, that is is the foundation of of what Mark and I do with our clients. That's what we want. It's because in that realization of self that you're able then to fully show up and do so beautifully what you did because it is, it's so true to be able to flip what you think is a weakness is actually, it is your superpower. Mm-hmm. It's just, we've hidden it from ourselves. Exactly. If we use it right. And yeah. the, the thing that we did is that um, then w- once you learn that, you also learn mm-hmm. how to hire. 
how to communicate with your team. That's the mm -hmm. next thing, you know, because mm -hmm. I mean, I we used to have people, you know, come and go, and I'm sure I've let go of people that could have been great. And I was mm -hmm. just not in this in the right mindset to provide them with the system and the processes and the clarity that they needed to do their job. Right. Oh, I didn't communicate well. So now even I make everyone that we hire, even a consultant, we make them do some type of, of test to figure out how they are wired so that I can understand if they want the pat in the back or if they're okay, if how they want to receive feedback, whether this is good or not, you know, yeah. are they likely to ask for help or not? Um, mm -hmm. And things like that. And um, and I shared actually the result of the assessment that they did. And I told them why. I said, those are not like strengths and, and weaknesses. They are who you are. And by knowing you, who you are, I can better communicate with you. And this is how I am. Mm -hmm. And that worked beautifully. I mean, these people are still here today. It is wonderful. It, it is just having the ability to be curious about somebody else and showing up. Exactly. It's spending the time to get to know the person beyond, beyond the task, beyond the, the call that you can have, because there are other things, you know, that, that could be going on. And, and, and how do you, how do you communicate? How do you communicate the good? How do you communicate the less good, right? How, yeah. how do they want things to be uh, presented to them in terms of the work, you know, like, so they don't feel overwhelmed? How do you empower them in what they are doing? How do mm -hmm. you um, get from them what they are good at, but they don't necessarily like to do? That's mm -hmm. one thing I did. I need that unique brilliance exercise. And it's basically for them to tell me of everything that you do, what are the things that you think you're great at? And, uh, and you love doing. And then, you know, so there are like four different And one is, you know, I'm not so good at it and I hate it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. tell me because it's not a weakness. It's I want to know because then I can find somebody else to do it. I don't want you to do something that you don't like unless, you know, like I really need something and I'm asking your help. But otherwise, you know, like I want to keep you in your unique brilliance because this is where you're going to perform better. Yeah. This is where I perform better. And I want the same for you. And when I told them that, they're like, oh my gosh, I basically gave them permission to say, I'm not so good at this. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not good at that. And feel empowered by it. If you're going to say, yes, I can say that. And that's okay. Yeah. And they How really, really liked, you know, that. And now we have this, uh, this very good relationship where, I know how to communicate. They know, they both know, you know, how to, to tell me, you know, um, any feedback or, or, or basically communicate better. It's beautiful. There's such a correlation between your approach to business now and the offer that you present. Mm -hmm. It is so, it is, they mirror each other. Yeah. Just what you express there is what you do for people. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Well, this is, has just been a, a delightful conversation. There's such synergy in how you show up. And I really appreciate that. You're um, welcome. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and for your time. 
I want to make sure that people can find you because your offering is, it's beautiful. It's amazing. So where shall we send people to, to track you down? So the easiest to, the easiest way to find me and my team is to go to the membership lab.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is where you'll be able to book a clarity call. If you want, see case studies, see our portfolio. So you can get inspired by what is possible. Beautiful. Well, great. Thank you again so much for your time. It has been a pleasure talking to you. It was great to talk to you too, Katie. Thank you. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. See you next time. Bye.